see everyone out this morning. I do. I'm looking forward to what the Lord has for us this morning. I hope and pray that you've had a good day already and looking forward to what the Lord has for us this morning. And then, of course, tonight with our Back to Bethlehem, I want to invite everyone to come out. If you haven't seen it yet, it's a wonderful production, and the Lord is really, really greatly blessed. And we've seen, I think last night we had 246 visitors here last night. And so we praise the Lord. All the glory goes to the Lord. And so we're just looking forward to what he's going to do today. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship, and to praise you. Lord, we ask for your presence to be in our presence. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts as only you can. Lord, I pray that you would do a great and mighty work in our lives today. Lord, we do thank you for how we've seen you blessed with Back to Bethlehem. And Lord, we pray that you will continue to do so. Lord, if there's one here that isn't saved, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, good morning. morning. Let's sing a couple of songs about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. Page number 208. Page number 208. me. All right. Okay, let's turn to page 
about some fellowship time.
All right, good fellowship time. I love our fellowship time. It's very, very important. Uh, all right, let's turn to page 526. Page 526. In my heart there rings a melody. And I feel... I'll tell you, uh, this is one of my favorite songs for, uh, for Christmas time, and uh, I really love it. I, I uh, sang it one time at our Christmas get-together at Woodmiser, and uh, I didn't realize that I was going to get the response that I did, but uh, this one lady almost broke into tears when she said uh, how wonderful it was. But it wasn't me. It was the message of the song. It was the message of the song. Sweet little Jesus boy, we made you be born in a manger. Sweet little holy child, but we didn't know who you Didn't know you'd come to save us, Lord, to take our sins away. Our eyes were blind. We just could not see. We didn't know who you were. You 
Seems like we can't do right. Look how we treated you. But please, sir, forgive us, Lord. We just didn't know who you Sweet little Jesus boy, born a long time ago. Sweet little Jesus boy, but we didn't know who you Thank you, Brother Duke, for that special, sweet little Jesus boy. I do hope and pray that you've been blessed for being here already this morning. And it's good to have some good friends with us. One of my young, uh, I guess she's not so young anymore, but one of the young people in my youth group when I was there at uh, Lifeline, Miss Cassie's here with us this morning, so I appreciate her. And uh, then also good friends of mine, the Beasley family, they're here this morning too. They, uh, he called me a couple weeks ago and and said, hey, I'm going to stop in and, and visit you. So I'm, I'm glad to have them with us this morning as well. And it's good to see each one of you out this morning. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord. And I hope that you come expecting a blessing from the Lord this morning. If we would just ask the Lord to uh, speak to our hearts, I believe that he will. And uh, make sure your cup is right side up. And, uh, and I believe he'll fill it up this morning. And uh, I do want to say, I, I want to express my appreciation to all those that have had uh, part in our back to Bethlehem from uh, from the uh, planning to the uh, decorating and the uh, um, the donating, uh, the building things and the cooking, the cleaning, um, uh, the eating. I mean, all that goes into it. Uh, I do appreciate all the help. I, I'm telling you, it was such a, a blessing. I was talking to Brother Adam, and he says this was probably uh, one of the best years that we've had. But he says this is also um, the least that I've had to do since he's uh, been working on it and things. So uh, I tell you, that's a, a blessing that everybody just joined in together. And uh, it's such a blessing. We've seen God really bless. Uh, we had, like I said, 246 last night and over 100 the night before. And that I think that right now is already more than what we've had in years past. And uh, it's just been such a great blessing. I can say this, that the seed has been planted. All right, and it's not our job to give the increase. God will give the increase, and uh, we're just praying that uh, we know that His Word says His Word not will not return unto Him void. And so we're looking forward to what uh, comes of this. Maybe we won't we won't see it in this life, but we'll see uh, the efforts from uh, from our, the blessings from our efforts there in heaven. 
All right. Well, this being the first Sunday of December, I wanted to bring something this morning that would uh, encourage you and challenge you. Um, but also wanted to, I, th- I was thinking, what can we give to the Lord? You know, at Christmas time, a lot of people give ex- gift exchange and give things, and they go out and spend way too much money on people that uh, they don't like to impress people. You know, and and uh, you know, they, and then they re-gift things and all this stuff. But what is Christmas truly about? Of course, through back to Bethlehem, we uh, understand, and as Christians, we understand that the whole reason for the season is the Lord Jesus Christ uh, coming to this earth, and we're so thankful for that. But I, I thought about. What can we give to the Lord? I mean, after all, he, he owns everything. The Bible says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I mean, what can we give back to God? Uh, someone has said the greatest gifts are from the heart. So I thought, let's give him a heart that honors him. That honors him. A heart that honors God. You know, I said uh, there in Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, if you'd like to turn there. Last week I made a comment that I believe that the biggest problem with Christians today is, has all to do with the heart. Our hearts are desperately wicked. I mean, we are, we are away from God. And uh, I, I, I want to challenge you to this morning. Something that you can give to God, a heart of honor. There in Matthew chapter number 7, verse uh, six. In the latter part, I just want to read this one verse here, and then we'll get into the message. It says, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Their heart is far from me. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house to worship and praise you. Lord, thank you for the folks that are here this morning. Lord, thank you for the visitors that we have. Lord, you're so good to us. And Lord, we ask for your presence to be in our presence this morning. Speak to our hearts as only you can. Lord, we will give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Uh, in this day that we're living in, we can see that very uh, prevalent in, in a lot of the Christians today. Is uh, They proclaim the truths of God. They want to... Uh, they have a great lip service, if you will. I mean, they want to talk about the things of God, but they live their life a total uh, different direction. And uh, the Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. We were here, we are here today to uh, praise God and to give Him glory. You know, and there's a lot of people out there today that want to want to have the lip service, but their life is not backing it. Today I see that we are so busy doing things, and even good things, that we forget our first love. We forget why we're doing what we do. Why do you, do, why do you give to the church? Why do you serve the Lord? Why do you tell others about the Lord? It's not for us to get pats on the back or uh, see what I'm doing, but the reason we do what we do is because we love Him. We do it out of a service of saying, thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. I just want to express how much I love you, and this is why I do it. Not because in order to be saved. I don't uh, uh, pass out tracts and give to the church and tell others about the Lord in order to be saved. I do that because I am saved. 
And for Christians, we ought to be telling the Lord about this, uh, telling people about the Lord, and we ought to be uh, giving to the church. We ought to be doing these things, not in order to be saved, but because we are saved and because we want to express our appreciation, our love back to the Lord for all that he's done for us. In Deuteronomy chapter number 5, verse 29, it says, Oh, that there were such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. The Lord said this. He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Now that is a challenge for today. Can we love the Lord with all our hearts, with all our minds, and with all that is within us? Can we love him? See, God's greatest desire for the human heart is to love him. God wants us to love him. He doesn't make us love him, although he could. I mean, but he doesn't make us, as I've used this illustration before, and I'm not trying to be uh, uh, dishonor the Lord in any way, but uh, I have two girls, and I could make my girls tell me that they love me. I could say, get over here right now, give me a hug and kiss, and tell me that you love me right now. And you know what? They would do it because they're out of fear. Okay? They would do it. But I, you know how sweet it is when they just climb up on my lap, and they do this very often. They'll climb up on my lap, and they'll wrap their arms around me and give me a kiss, usually when they want something. But, uh, and and they, they tell me that they love me. You know what? It melts my heart. It just does my heart something good. You know, I know the Lord knows our hearts. God knows our hearts, and if we're just buttering up to him, and God knows that. And you know we know our, when our kids are doing that too, but it's so much better for us to come with him, to him with a heart of honor and a heart of love and say, God, I love you, for you have saved my soul. You have saved me from a sinner's hell. God, you are so good to me. And when we tell him that we love him and it's out of a heart truly of of uh, what he's done for us, I tell you, I believe that makes, I makes, I, I believe that makes even the Lord's heart to melt, just to say, "Oh, that's that's so good." You know, God's greatest desire is for us to love Him, not just to say it, but to mean it, but to mean it, to have a heart for God, to know Him. The Bible says in Jeremiah nine twenty three, "Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom." Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but rather let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. These things, that's what God delights in. Not because you're all powerful and all how much money you have and how much wisdom you have. Hey, God's the one that gave you those things. How, can you, how do you expect to impress God with the talents that he has given you? You see, God wants us to know him and to love him. Without a love, for, a love and a heart for God, the human heart turns into loving darkness rather than light. I love the verse that tells us uh, about the, the apostle 
that loved Jesus. It says in John chapter 21, verse 20, Then Peter turned about, seeing the disciples whom Jesus, seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? John wanted to know, he wanted to know the heart of God. He wanted to be so close to God that he could hear his heartbeat. A heart of honor is not easy to have, much less to maintain. Again, in Matthew 15, verse 8, it says this, This people draweth nigh unto me with their lips, and honoreth me with their, their mouth, but their heart is far from me. I want to I have, and I, I hope that's your desire, what can we give God this Christmas? We can give Him a heart of honor, a heart that pleases Him. So what you find throughout, dominant throughout the Scriptures is you, you find God constantly instructing us and, and, and telling us, dealing with issues of the heart. Why? Because God wants our hearts to be pure and holy and just. John 5, 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Folks, you want to you you express your love to the Lord? Just obey Him. Keep His commandments. That's showing in a heart of honor. So this morning, I'm going to look at just a few things. What's it going to take to have this heart of honor in this day that we're living in? What's it going to take? Number one, I believe it's going to take full surrender. It's going to take a surrender. I surrender all, the song we sing. But the, the problem with it is we sing that song, but we don't wholly mean it in our hearts. God, I surrender all. That means my, fa my family, my finances, everything that I have, my future. God, I surrender it all to you. It all belongs to you. But what we want to do is say, okay, God, you can have this, and you can have this, and okay, you can have, this isn't that important to me, so you can have this, but God, this is mine. You can't have this. Folks, I'm talking about giving a heart, a heart of honor, saying, Lord, I surrender all to you. It all belongs to God anyways. Why don't we just say, Lord, I trust you. You know what's best for my life. You know what's best for me. I'm just going to follow you, whether there be hard times, whether it be trials and troubles. God, I'm going to trust you knowing that you know what's best for my life. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. See, we have to start here. Surrender means to admit defeat. Give up, to resign. You know what the problem is? Pride is killing us. We don't want to admit defeat. It's choking out our ability to love completely. Pride is an open door that allows the devil to come into us and, and, and to destroy everything that is precious to us. Surrender is allowing yourself to be broken, hurt, and vulnerable and exposed defenseless. Every person has two choices. You're either going to please God or you're going to please yourself. And I found this, that if I'm truly wanting to please God, I'm pleasing self as well. But if I'm pleasing self first, I'm not pleasing God. God will give us the desires of our hearts. The Bible says in Luke 10, 42, But one thing is needful. Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away. God, Jesus told Martha that. He said, 
Martha was all worried about because Mary was sitting there at the Savior's feet and praising Him and, and just being there with Him. But Martha was cumbersome about with, uh, with working. And, and it wasn't bad things that she was doing. Folks, do you get the point here? It's not necessarily we get so caught up and busy and all the activities of this world and some of them not even necessarily bad things, but uh, we get so caught up in these things that we leave our first love. Why we do what we do. God wants us to love, to lose ourselves, to lose our reputations, our, our future plans, our goals and strengths, abilities, and our, even our wills. Lose them all and let them all crumble and say, God, I, I don't have anything. It all belongs to you, and I'm going to trust you. It means surrendering your rights to everything. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, What, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not of yourselves? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We belong to him, folks. And all he wants us to do is say, I surrender. God, I surrender. See, some are still listening to the wrong kind of music, watching the wrong kinds of things on TV, looking at the wrong kind of things on the Internet, going to the wrong places, drinking the wrong drinks. You just won't let go. This is mine, Lord. I know I, I won't give you six days a week, but one day's to myself. No, God wants full surrender. God, I surrender all. Some have bitterness that goes way back. You know, someone has said that bitterness is like a cancer. It only destroys the one that's holding on to it. You know, bitterness. Get rid of that bitterness that's in your heart. Some are so concerned about the future that they can't enjoy the blessings of God today. I mean, they get so busy, and I, I think college is great. I think these things, preparation, I think those things are wonderful. But don't forget about the blessings of today. Let go of your problems and allow the Lord to fix your disasters and get back into worshiping Him. Surrender is the key. It's the, it produces a softness in our heart. God, I can't, but you can. But then I see number two, it takes sorrow. Take sorrow. 2 Corinthians 7 10, it says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrows of the world worketh death. Can I tell you that our actions reap consequences. We hold on a lot of grudges and hurts and memories and resentments and bitterness about other people, what they've done to us. But do you realize this? Do you realize what you have done, what I have done to the Lord? Every time we sin, you know what? It's not just affecting you. Every time we sin, the Lord sees that. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the good and the evil. Let me ask you parents out there today. When you see your children doing wrong, does it hurt you? It does me. It, it does me. It just, it just bothers me when my children make wrong decisions and bad choices. How many times do we do that to God? Make bad choices, bad decisions. I believe it's time for us to get right with God. Get our hearts in tune with Him. While we worry about what people have done to us, we forget about how we've wronged the Lord. 
And it's time for us to acknowledge it. This is what David said whenever he was uh, confronted by Nathan the prophet. And he says, he says this, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. David was saying, God, I've sinned, and I'm sorry for my sin. God, forgive me for what I've done. Not, hey, if I'm talking to Christians, not for salvation here, but for fellowship. I want that sweet fellowship with the Lord where, hey, I can just walk with no... Not a bad conscience. I can walk with knowing that my sins are forgiven. Do you know why God was so grieved when he made man back in the Old Testament? Because men chose wickedness rather than righteousness. And I believe God is still grieved today as we choose wickedness over righteousness. The consequences for their sin, he destroyed the earth except for Noah and his family. No one else had that softness that required God required to repent and to be sorry for what they've done. Folks, when we, when we do wrong to the Lord, we need to be quick. I mean, quick to say, Lord, I messed up. There's not, going to be a per- There's not one perfect person in this room. Every day I sin, okay? I hope that's not a big shocker to you, but every day I sin. And every day so do you. Whether it's in a bad thought, a anger, whatever, it's sin. Anything that doesn't please God is sin. And it should bring us, hey, I, I just the other night, I'm going to make it public. The other night I was having a bad day on Friday night and I snapped at a couple of the women. I didn't mean to, I just, I, I was mean and I, I apologized publicly. I, I think Miss Kimberly was in there, Miss Melinda, Miss Pam was all in there and I kind of just, I kind of got a little gruff with them, and I apologize. I shouldn't have done that, but can I tell you that was sin? That was sin? You know, and that night I told my wife, I said, I shouldn't have done that. It was wrong. I shouldn't take out my anger on other people. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be mad because I've had a rough day. It was sin, and I had to, I had to ask the Lord to forgive me. I've asked the Lord to forgive me. I ask, I, I ask now the ladies to forgive me, and I make it public because it was public when I did that. You see, we should have sorrow in our hearts when we grieve the Lord, when we do wrong. That should bring us to a, a point in our lives that we say, God, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. It was stupid. And you know the thing of it is, God says that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So now I can walk around saying my sins are forgiven, not just for salvation, but for my fellowship with the Lord. I'm thankful that God, God does the forgiveness. And you know, the thing of it is, is once we're forgiven with the Lord... We never have to bring it back up. God says he casts it. And the, the songwriter says uh, they, and the, the sea of God's forgetfulness. You know, God isn't forgetful. He chooses not to bring it up again. That's sorrow. You see, sorrow is a good thing. God is trying to get people to come to the point of repentance. The Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness. 
but is long-suffering usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Bible says in Acts 20, 21, testifying both of the, to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward the, our Lord Jesus Christ. As long as you find it hard to say, I'm sorry, either to the Lord or to anyone else, we're not going to have a heart of honor, a heart that honors the Lord. But then I see it takes salvation. Praise God, you can't have a heart that honors God until you're saved. Now there's a lot of people trying to work on their, their salvation, trying to work on those things, but work on trying to be pleasing to God. But if you're not saved, you're not pleasing God. You don't have a heart that honors God. The Bible says in Mark 12, 28, it says, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceived that, that he uh, answered them well, asked him, Which is the first of all command, uh, commandment of all? And Jesus answered them, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, Thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but He. And to love Him with all thy heart, and with all thy understanding, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offering and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, and no man after that, that durst ask him any question. Don't let religion or religious efforts fool you. No amount of religious activities, prayers, good works, can replace a new heart that God has put in us. The Bible says in Ezekiel 36, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away that stony heart of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my commandments and do them. See, we need to have salvation before you can ever... Have a heart that honors the Lord. We must have salvation. If you're not close to the Lord as you should be, can I tell you it's your fault? If your heart is only hard towards God and towards God's people, then you need a whole new heart. It only comes through salvation. A heart that honors God is a person first. It's a person who's saved. And then it's that person who surrenders all. God, I'm saved. I surrender all. He admits defeat. The person is sorry for what he's done. Not everybody that claims to be a Christian is a Christian. The Bible says, many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not done many great works in thy name? And the Lord says this, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, for I never knew you. If your heart was not given to Jesus for replacement, don't waste another day. You need to be saved today. But then I want you to notice number four, it takes sowing. 
to have a heart that honors God. Psalm 126, verse 5 and 6 says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Do you know what stepping out of your comfort zone will do for you? It's going to humiliate you at first. You'll be identified with one of those, those fanaticals, one of those crazies. It will terrify you at first, but it will empty you. You'll be, you'll be more drained than you ever have been because of the intense battle. You know, Satan doesn't want us to share the gospel with people. Satan doesn't want that, but there's a, there's a battle going on that's raging but thankfully, it will transform your heart. Brother Doug and I went out a few times out door knocking, and I tell you, the, just to watch him as he shares the gospel with people and just the, the, the heart that he has and just the excitement that he has just to share the gospel with people. Not everyone accepts it, but that's not our job. Our job is just to proclaim the truths. Then I want you to know it takes saturation. Psalm 40, verse 8, it says, I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, the law is within my heart. Folks, if we don't hide God's word in our heart, if we don't saturate our lives with prayer and with, with reading God's word, we're never going to have a heart that honors God. Wouldn't it be grand if you just always wanted to do right? I wish, I, I wish God would just make us always do right. That would be so much easier for me. But God don't make us do right. You can't legislate righteousness. We have a choice to please Him. Anywhere I go today, I find a complete reprogramming taking place, even with Christians. Reprogramming people's ideas of what life is all about and what's important. Sports, popularity, beauty. There's a rewiring. I mean, you watch TV and you will be rewired. You know what we need to do? And I'm not talking bad against TVs and Internet and all those things can be useful and helpful and, and fine. But you know what? Sometimes we need to just get in the old book. Get reprogrammed back to the book. Instead of spending so much time invested, investing our lives into TV and into a social media and all these things. Again, I'm not saying those things are wrong. But if those things are all you think about, all you do, there needs to be a reprogramming of your heart back to the Word of God. Look at all the resources and ammunition the world has thrown at us. Can I tell you, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. You watch TV today and... If you watch it, soon enough you'll be reprogrammed to think that homosexuality is okay. Why? Because that's what's infiltrating in our minds. You're going you're gonna to see that abortion's okay. It's not, folks. It goes, if it goes against the Word of God, it's wrong. And we need to take a stand. I'm talking about getting a people that really wants to honor God. Get a heart of honor back to the Lord. You continue watching these things that we shouldn't be watching and listening. It's not just what we see, it's what we hear. 
what we allow into our lives. You know, if you want to have a heart for God, you're going to have to get a whole lot of godly influence back into your life. The church must be important. The Bible says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhort one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Reading and studying your Bible, personal time and prayer must be important. Spend time with other godly Christians. Don't kid yourself and try to think, try to kid God and you'll never be close to God. You'll never have that heart of honor until you start communicating with God through his word and through prayer. Folks, it's going to take saturation. Saturate your life with the things of God. And then to stay close to God, to have a heart of, uh, that honors him, that comes through satisfaction. Satisfaction. Contentment with what God has given you. Satisfaction guaranteed. If we are just, if we are just be thankful for what God has given us. Instead of, instead of wanting all these other things, just be happy with what God has entrusted us with. We need to be thankful at meals. Don't just rush into eating, but God, you have provided this for me. God, I'm thankful for it. You know how many times we just, I know I've, I've been guilty of doing this too. We just go and we just say, God, thank you for the food in Jesus' name. Amen. And there was really no true heart about it. We just rush into things. But truly, every gift, every good gift comes from the Father above. God changes, changes from being someone who is holding out on you and punishing you to, to someone who loves you more than you ever deserve. And his blessings are above measure. I want to challenge you this morning to have a heart that honors God, a heart that honors Him. It's going to take, it's going to take some sacrifice, sacrifice and maybe the things that we just hold on to that we love so dearly. It's going to take some effort. We can't just rush in and say, yeah, okay, God, I, I'm, today I'm going to start honoring you, and then just the next step you take, you're living for the world. No, it's going, to take a, it's going to take some discipline. It's going to take some discipleship. It's going to take some dedication. But ultimately, it's going to take a heart that wants to please Him in all that you say and do. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm not trying to be mean or ugly this morning, but I want to challenge you to search your heart. The Bible says, let a man examine himself. I can't say, yeah, you're doing right. No, you're not doing right because I don't know your heart. I can tell you in my heart, I need to draw closer to him. I don't care how good of a Christian you are this morning. I don't care how close you are to him. You're not going to be perfect until you get to heaven. So I'm going to challenge you this morning Find a place at the altar and say, Lord, I realize this morning I've failed you so many times. I'm going to ask you to forgive me. I want to have a heart that honors you. I'm going to be pleasing in your sight. It's going to take 
sorrow. It's going to take repentance. Again, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can I tell you, you can leave this auditorium today with a fresh slate. A fresh slate saying, God, with your help, I'm going to honor you. My heart's going to honor you. I want to have the right kind of heart, God. I'm going to challenge you to find a place at the altar. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, do thank you again for how you've spoke to my heart and, Lord, how you've done a work that only you can do. Lord, I pray that men and women, boys and girls, will find a place at the altar. Lord, they would be challenged this morning. They would be convicted of their sins. And, Lord, ultimately, not, not for disgrace, but, Lord, to get us back in tune with you. That's what your desire is, is that we would be close to you and that we'd have a heart that honors you. Lord, as I examine my heart in public here, Lord, I realize there's, 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 places, there's, there's uh, places in my heart that's not right with you. God, I pray this morning that you would help me to have a heart that honors you, that's pleasing in your sight. May that be our desire this morning. Now, Lord, if there's one that here that's not saved today, I pray today they won't leave this place until they know for sure that heaven's their home. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand to your feet as God has spoke to your heart? Brother Adam's going to begin playing softly. God has spoke to you. Would you come? The altar's open if you need to do business with the Lord. God, I'm sorry for what I've done. Maybe you haven't been reading the Word like you should. You haven't been praying like you should. God, help me. Help me to be a man, a woman, a prayer. Help me to be faithful to your word, faithful to your house. seated do appreciate again you being here this morning i do want to give you just a couple announcements of course tonight at six o'clock is our back to bethlehem if you have not seen that uh, you need to make it out tonight there's no services tonight we'll just have an we're gonna have back to bethlehem and so you come tonight and uh, i tell you i've heard so many comments about this year they've said that everything just seemed to uh, milled together just perfectly and it just they, they have were thoroughly impressed and so uh, not bragging on us by any means. I'm just bragging on the Lord and what he's done through uh, this ministry. So we praise the Lord for that. And then next Sunday, Dr. Uh, Bobby Sanders will be with us. And I want to encourage you to invite some friends out for that. And uh, you'll be praying for him as he travels uh, uh, from Tennessee. And then on the 24th and the 31st, we'll have morning service. Now, both these Sundays, just want you to know, both Sundays we'll have morning service no evening service on the 24th or the 31st, all right? And so you can mark your calendars for that. All right, I think that's all the announcements I have. I'll go ahead and have the men come forward. We'll take up this morning's tithes and offerings. Uh, I want you to remember our missionary of the week, Brother Randall and Miss Bonnie Studdard, and then our deacon of the week, Brother Ed Buchanan. Our family of the week is my family, Miss um, um, Christy, Liz, and Faith. And then our trustee of the week, Brother Jack Schaus. We appreciate these folks 
and rem uh, please remember them in your prayers. All right, Brother Jimmy, sir, if you don't mind, please ask a blessing. Father God, thank you for the wonderful blessing to be here in your house this, this Lord's Day. We thank you, Lord, for the messages we've heard. We just pray, Lord, that you help us apply this to our lives so we better serve you and know you more. We just praise you, Lord. We thank you for the goodness you show us each and every day of our lives. We thank you for the abundant blessings you bestowed upon us in the little bit that you asked us return to you, Father. We pray you to, to take this offering, magnify it, and glorify it for your honor and glory, Father. this morning. Come back tonight for Back to Bethlehem and look forward to uh, seeing you tonight. If you're in the Back to Bethlehem, you're uh, playing a part in that, please be here by 5.30 and uh, just to make sure that everybody's in their positions. Yes, Miss Suzanne, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Pray for the gay family, one of our missionary families that we support and uh, uh, got hand, foot, and mouth uh, disease. And uh, so you pray for, pray for them as they tra they'll be traveling, uh, making, uh, going to their, their supporting churches. And uh, you pray. They've had a rough go. I mean, the last few years have been so something rough on them. Um, I believe it was uh, Brother Gay, his mom passed away here just a couple we uh, just a few weeks ago. And uh, so you just... Pray for them. They're they're uh, they're faithful to the uh, their mission, and uh, would ask that you remember them. All right. Anything else? All right. Let's close in a word of prayer. And I do appreciate you being here with us this morning, Dad. Sir, would you close us in a word? Our heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord.